All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for yet another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. If you're new around here, welcome to Join the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies, shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. If you've been with us for a while, you know the drill. We want to say thank you for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Uh, we have have two early comments. Casey says, praise the Lord, brothers, and everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed day in the Lord. God bless. David says, praise the Lord, everyone. Pray everyone is having a blessed day in the Lord Jesus. So praise the Lord to you too. Once again, thank you for being among the early comments. So as you can see from the title, it's a question and it asks, what type of love? So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead. Well, we just got another early comment. Kim says, great is the Lord who is greatly to be praised. Praise the Lord to all. So praise the Lord to you too. Thank you for tuning in and leaving an early comment. So now without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, we pray that you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. As always, let's go into a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before your throne of grace, Lord, asking for your continual love to be upon us, Lord. Continue to help us, continue to lead and guide us, Lord. And no matter what we do, no matter how far we go, uh, no matter where you take us in this life, help us to remember to always come back and give thanks, Lord. Help us not to be as those who forget, as those who uh, you you pour out so many blessings and and Sometimes we begin to take it for granted. Lord, help us to be better than what we used to be. But we're praying that we would be a light for someone around us, Lord, not just for ourselves, Lord, but help us to do things for others. Help us to look at, uh, look upon things of others, Lord. Help us to just be a blessing. But we're praying for the Bible study tonight that your word will go forth, that you alone would increase and that we would all decrease. But we're praying that no matter what happens to us in this life, continually remind us that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm. Lord, we're praying all these blessings in your righteous name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless each of you for being with us tonight. As always, we certainly appreciate you um, and we welcome you to joy in the midst of a storm. Uh, I can't say it the way Melvin can say it, but uh, we do weekly Bible studies here. <laughs> um, and so you guys that have been with us, you know the drill, you know what we're about. Um, and I, I just thank God. I first want to just give God thanks for giving me the strength just to do this because God knows I could have been on my uh, bed. I could have been on the couch. I could have been on the floor. I could have been anywhere. Um, hurting, uh, you know, sick in my body, which I'm not saying uh, there are no pains, there are no ailments, but God has given me enough strength to be here before you. And so I appreciate him for that. Uh, despite anything that I could complain about, despite anything that I could mope about, God has still been more than kind and more than wonderful to me. And so I always want to give him thanks for that. Because I, I want God to keep me in His will. You know, I, I don't want God to discard me and throw me away uh, because I'm unprofitable. And so uh, I, I want to remain faithful and remain holy unto Him. 
And that's my desire. You know, uh, when when you when you really get to a a place in God where you're not concerned with who's watching, uh, you, you're not worried about who who's looking before you make actions. You're thinking about God. See, that's when you're at a place where God can use you. Um, and, and it's not about hiding anything. It's not about showing off. It's just about pleasing God. And so that's the place that God wants us, where we're doing this out of our heart, where we're sincere about this. And so that's what I pray for each of, each of us every single day, that we would continue to make this about God. You know, make life about Him. Life can easily become about so many other things, and we understand we have to do a lot in this life. Uh, we have to work. We have to go to school. We have to do a lot. But somewhere in there, we have to remember to keep God first. And so I thank God for always bringing me back to that place where I remember to put him first. I remember to give him some time. And so, uh, again, I thank God for each of you who are with us tonight and those of you who will join. Uh, we do appreciate you and we do love you and cherish you. Uh, if nobody else has told you that, uh, you heard it here first uh, or second or whatever the case may be. <laughs> but tonight, we did have um, some some more feedback, some more questions, and I thank God for that. Uh, continue to give your questions and your comments or whatever the case may be that we can address them if they need to be addressed on air. Um, and, and obviously there are some things that are private, and so uh, we, we do judge each case, you know, uh, the way that they should be judged because the Bible tells us to judge righteously. Uh, so nonetheless, we were at, uh, we did receive a question about love, and ironically, I, I just preached on the same topic or a similar topic at least. Um, love is something that we all want, whether we're honest about it or not, especially men. We all want to feel loved. I'm not talking about necessarily from a spouse. I'm talking about in general we all want to be loved. You know, there's a reason why people call dogs man's best friend, because that dog sure knows how to make a man feel loved. <laughs> that dog will come up to you whenever you walk into the house, whenever you arrive home and the door opens, and even before the door opens, the dog is looking in the window, the dog is uh, barking, the dog is doing all types of things to get your attention, to let you know Look, I love you. I miss you. <laughs> when are you coming home? You've been gone for all of five minutes, and I can't stand it. See, <laughs> dogs have a way of making man feel loved. This is why people love dogs, because they make us feel loved. They don't care about your past. They don't care about the times you've made them sad, the times you've hurt them, that whatever you did to them, they, they just find it in their heart to forgive you. And they're still right there on your side. And so that's a, that's a type of love that we're all looking for if we're really honest with ourselves. If we're really honest. So 
the question was asked, how do we love people, even though people make it hard for us to love them? Look, uh, this, when, when two people first get married, it's so easy to love the other person because uh, especially if we do this thing the way God tells us, and, and I understand uh, we we all have we all didn't do it this way, but especially if we do it the way God tells us, and we wait um, before we move in with one another, uh, we wait until we get married before we do that, and so you know you, you're going out and you're meeting each other at the restaurant or the wherever you go, and there's always a good foot put forward. My pastor talked about that recently. You always see the best in the other person. Uh, you, you guys seem to never fight, never have any arguments. But after you have been together for a while, after you've gotten married, after uh, <laughs> the honeymoon phase wears off, you start to find things about the other person that makes it a little harder for you to love them. You know, this 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 doesn't just happen with marriages. This happens with people, period. When you first meet someone, you say, oh, I like so-and-so. Man, that's a good friend of mine. Until you guys develop a, a, a relationship, until you guys go through some issues together. I'm not, coworkers. There are coworkers that you have liked. And you say, yeah, I don't have a problem with so-and-so. But all of a sudden, they did something at work that you didn't like. <laughs> and now it's so hard for you to love that same person that you once. You guys were best friends. See, this stuff happens. It happens. We fall out with one another. It becomes hard all of a sudden to love this person after these circumstances. So how do we move beyond that? How do we get past that. I want to go to the book of John chapter 14 and 26 because this is truly the answer to all of our problems. But something I've realized in life and I've been guilty now. A lot of things that I'll say to you, I've been guilty of some of these same very things. I'm not too proud to admit it. But there's many times where We're looking for an answer to a problem. But when that answer arrives, we we don't want that answer. That's not what we were hoping for. I I thought it would have happened this way. And so the answer is the answer tonight. This is the truth. But will you accept this is the question. You know, God sent me here as a preacher to do a job that I know many people are not going to accept. He told me, he tells us in the word, most people are not going to accept the truth. We know it, we have did this. We know some things to be true, but we don't care about it. We know. I I was having a conversation with someone and we were talking about Uh, The saying, if you know better, you'll do better. And we know that's not true. (laughs) 
Sometimes we'll do better, but how much better do we know that we still don't do? We can know the truth and still not do it. So tonight, we're going to look at this. Let's pick it up, Melvin, if you will. John 14 and 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. See, God, through Christ, he's trying to help us. He's trying to help us. This is how we love one another. Th whether it's our enemy, whether it's a friend, because sometimes you, it's hard to love even your friend. <laughs> it just becomes hard to love anybody because the devil is working on our minds. People who have did nothing but try to help us, the devil will step in and cause us to think those people are against you. The very people, you know, the, the re there's a reason the saying is uh, don't don't bite the hand that feeds you. Nobody would have to say that if people weren't hurting someone who's trying to help them. It's so easy to find ourselves not showing love to someone who's showing love to us. And so. This is the reason Jesus, he said, the comforter, which is nothing but the spirit of God, is going to come here to teach us. See, this is what we need. We need to be taught how to love. You know, I'll, I'll hear many guys uh, and people in general who come from broken homes. And of course, everybody just can't come from uh, a family with uh, both a, both the spouses, both the husband and the wife, and, and uh, everything just worked out, and they stayed married. Everybody doesn't come from that. We understand. But I'll, I'll hear many people talk about because they never saw that in their household, they don't know what it's supposed to look like. They feel they haven't been taught. And so now they feel it's going to be a struggle for them for the rest of their life. See, this is what the Holy Ghost is coming for. To counsel us, to teach us. You know, I, I, was, I, I was thinking about something recently. Uh, God brought it back to my remembrance. The best counselor we could ever have the best counseling, let me put it that way. The best counseling we can ever have is in the church. I'm, I'm not telling you don't go out to the counselor. I'm not trying to put anybody out of a job. I'm not trying to do that. But I am telling you the best counseling, it doesn't matter what type it is, it's going to be in the church, the true church now, the true church where the word of God is being preached. See, if a marriage is falling apart, see, we're dealing with love. We're, we're still dealing with love because even households have to learn how to love. The best counseling to keep a household together is God. 
It's the church. The best counseling to keep children doing what they're supposed to do, they need to be in the church. The best counseling to keep friends doing what they're supposed to do, brothers and sisters, it's the church. This is where we're going to learn how to love. See, there's there are too many people who, many are going to church, but we're not actually doing what God told us to do. We're not actually being taught because we're not listening. So Jesus here, he said, the comforter, see, this is the answer. We need the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost, he shall teach you all things, including how to love, how to love your neighbor, how to love the person that's next door making way too much noise. They're always parking in your yard. They're always throwing some trash on your side of the on, on your side. They're always doing something getting under your skin. You can't stand them. This is where we're going to learn to love. The person who mistreated you so long ago, the one that we still got that grudge against, this is how we're going to overcome it. The Holy Ghost is going to teach you how. See, so many times when you, when you tell someone to do something, and, and I've said it, when you tell someone to do something, they say, I can't do it. What they're telling you is they don't know how to do it. They have not learned how. They have not developed this skill. We might not know how to love one another. Sure we don't. But that's what the Holy Ghost is coming to teach us. He's coming to teach us. You know, the, the incredible thing about the incredible thing about this life is people think they know more than God. <laughs> the one who is responsible for everything we see, nothing would be going, nothing would have been created without him. And we still feel we can teach him something. We still feel we don't need God to teach us anything. He's telling us we need the Holy Ghost because there's some things it's going to teach us. Suppose every child that came into this world, they didn't want to learn. The parents are saying all these words, trying to get the child to speak the words back, and that child says, no, I don't want to learn that. They, they shake their head every time. <laughs> what type of world would we be in if we had never learned. If we had never learned the basics, never learned our shapes, never learned colors, never learned numbers, never learned words, what type of world would we be in? Now take that same principle and apply that to your spiritual life. This is why the world is in the shape that it's in. Because spiritually, people are not learning of the Holy Ghost. We're not learning of the word of God. And we're broken. We don't know how to love. You know, there are, there are so many people. See, there, there is worldly love versus godly love. Let's, 
go and get that mail. We better go and get that. Well, before we do that, read, read down to 27. Let's read 27 first. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth. Hold it right give there. Peace I leave with you. Now we know we want peace. We know we want peace. We want love. He said, I'm giving it unto you, not as the world giveth. This is what I was saying. There's two types. There's a type of peace of the world. There's a type of love that's of the world. See, God, God has different definitions for a lot of things. This is why we must be taught. There are so many words, uh, many times people talk about how they can't understand the words in the Bible. Of course you can't, because you need to be taught. I can't either. That's why I have to be taught. Anything we don't understand, we must be taught. We must be trained in things. We must learn them. We, it, it takes time to learn things. You know, people spend time learning different skills and different uh, studies and for the person who's never studied it, you find yourself enamored. I mean, you are amazed. You can't believe just how much they know about this subject. They're an expert in this field, a person who studies law. They can tell you these laws and they can tell you where it's at, where it's found at and all of these things. And they can twist you up in the law. And we're so amazed, wondering how did you do it? They put time in to learn. See, if you would just put time in to learn who God is, to learn of the Holy Ghost, all of this stuff will become second nature. See, I, I can't speak for somebody else, but it's easy for me to do right. It's so much easier for me to do right than it is for me to do wrong. See, I'm at this place now. I didn't used to be here. But now God has opened my eyes. If you take a thief, a person that loves to steal, it's so much harder living that life than an honest person, a person who doesn't have something to hide, a person who, if a, if a thief goes into Walmart and they're putting uh, items in their pockets, they're putting items in their backpack, they're putting items underneath their shirt, it's so much harder to do that, to live like that. I, I don't walk around Walmart. I don't know about you. I don't walk around Walmart looking over my shoulder, wondering, are, are they on to me? <laughs> I don't have to do that. I can walk around Walmart free. I can walk around free. At ease, in peace, because I know I'm not doing wrong. So Jesus said, peace, I leave with you. My peace, my God, there's a peace from God. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth. The world's going to give you some things. And it's going to seem like it's from God. Isn't that something? The world is going to offer things to you and it's going to feel like, man, this was a blessing from God. You know, there's a there when 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 people 
when we're stressed, when we're frustrated, when we're tired, somebody say, oh, you need to treat yourself. <laughs> you just need some peace. You need to shower yourself, pamper yourself. That's the peace of the world. I'm not saying there's something wrong with it, but what I'm telling you is it's not going to give you any real peace. It's going to make you feel good for a short period of time. But ultimately, you will still have that same problem. This is what God wants to solve for us. He wants to teach you what really is going to help you. You know, when a person really thinks something is helping them, uh, in science, they, they do studies. They have did studies and probably still do. And they talk about a placebo effect. See, there are some things that in our minds, they help us and they might even do for a short period of time. Very short. Only lasts for a short season. But, and in reality, they really don't even help. That's what the placebo was all about. It really didn't even help. But in someone's mind, it's helping. See, the devil has got us bound that we're thinking in our minds, certain things are helping us. But God loves us so much. He loves us so much that he's giving us what we need to be helped. Jesus told us the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, is coming to teach us all things and bring it, whatever he said, to our remembrance. You know, there are so many things in this world I just cannot afford. I cannot afford so much that somebody else might be able to afford. There's so much I cannot buy. I might want some things, but I just can't pay for it. But you know what? The most valuable thing that I could have received, I didn't have to pay for it. I didn't have to put any money up. I didn't have to pay money for it. See, everybody does not have the Holy Ghost. If you want to know how to love people, see, you've got to do something that everybody else isn't doing. If, if a person wants something that everybody else doesn't have, you got to do something that everybody else isn't willing to do. If we look around, we know. I'm going to have to change how I was planning to go. Go to the book of Timothy. Um... I think I want Timothy. Yeah, 2 Timothy. I want to go back over there again. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1. See, if we truly look around at the world we're living in, if you watch the news, you know the lack of love going on in this world. 
by a majority of people out there. I mean, sure, everybody is willing to do some nice things, but we're willing to turn on each other so fast, offer hatred to one another so fast. So we must do something that everyone is not doing. And you know what? Everyone does not have the Holy Ghost. And even less of the people who even have it are being led by it. So if you want to actually get to a higher level in love that's going to help your life tremendously, you must receive the Holy Ghost and allow it to teach you. Don't think you already know all of this stuff. But I wanted to come here because this is what we're faced with right now. Not tomorrow or next week. Right now, this is going on. Read, read here in verse 1, Melvin. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. We're in the last days, and we're living in some terrible, dangerous times where people do not have love or respect or anything else for anybody else. People will harm you and they don't have to even know you. And they don't care about it. See, if you want to be protected, and you know what? When you see this happen, it becomes hard for you to love that person. If you're watching the news and you see this person goes in and, and hurts these children at the school, you're, 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 you, you find uh, hatred within yourself rising up and saying, man, I can't believe they did that. And now you find yourself wishing evil on them. You hope they get the death penalty. You hope they go to hell. You hope somebody does something to them because it's time for payback, retribution. It's time for revenge. But you know what? That's not the love of God. So now we need to be taught how to move forward in love. We, we must be taught things. You know, if, if we really knew what to do, I, I think about when, when two people are in a disagreement, both of those people get louder and louder. <laughs> it becomes a shouting match to see who can yell the loudest. But if both people were really taught and had an understanding, they would know. Neither one of us is helping the other person here. And we're not even helping ourselves. We're much better off calming down, not yelling at one another, speaking so that the other person would actually take in and digest our, my words. But we haven't been taught these things. We haven't been taught what the word of God says. He said, agree with thine adversary quickly. Sometimes you just need to agree. See, this is what love is. He's trying to teach us love. If it's your enemy, look, you don't need to fight that person. Especially because some of these people, they'll go, 
They will harm you. They will hurt you. We better keep going here, Mel. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. Their own selves. See, this is worldly love we're dealing with. Jesus, he, he was teaching us about God's love. But now we're talking about worldly love. You know, there, there are people... You'll see people who, they love themselves so much, they don't care what they do to you. People love uh, a certain lifestyle. People love to get money because they love themselves, lovers of money. They love the fancy life and they'll steal every dime you have. They'll lie to you, take all of your money. Because at the end of the day, it's about them. They love themselves. This is the world we're living in. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Read for us, Melvin. Covetous, covetous mm -hmm. boasters, proud blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. This is a lack of love. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. What we're reading, being unthankful, being unholy, being disobedient to parents, these things, they're not the will of God. They're not keeping, by doing these, we are not keeping the commandments of God. Seems like we don't have Godly love. That's not godly love. He's, he mentioned children being disobedient to parents. You know, it seems as if whenever I'm around someone older, they're always talking about how times used to be different back then, 50 years ago, X amount of years ago, 70 years ago, 80 years ago, just the respect level that young people had for older people. Not even just parents, just people in general, adults. Even people they didn't know, they always mention just the respect level. The amount of love has been lost. See, we're going to keep getting worse. The, the trend, we're on a downward spiral right now, and we're not going back up. It's not going back up. This is what he tells us is going to happen. God, he has to give us a reason to get out of here. Yeah, I, I hear, I don't remember who said it, maybe my dad or, or, or I don't know who said it, but there has to be a reason for us to get out of here. See, we love being in this world, but this is not our home. This is not where we're going to spend all of eternity. So some people, we feel we can live here forever. We say, man, I love it. <laughs> I love it here on planet Earth. I don't think it can get much better than this. You give a person some money, status, everything else they want, man, we love it. 
I'm on cloud nine. <laughs> it can't get any better than this. We go to Hawaii. Yeah, it can't get any better than this. On the beach. But God is going to allow some things to take place to cause us to realize we're not meant to stay here. We're not meant to be here forever. And so when you begin to look around and see the lack of love for one another and the lack of love for God, the scripture here mentioned unthankful. How many times have you did something for someone else and you felt they were unthankful? Sometimes we go all out of our way for people and they're unthankful. But it's no surprise that they do it to us. Jesus told us about that. Jesus told us. We, we, we read the story, how he healed the lepers, 10 of them. And they realized the blessing of God. They realized the healing that they received. And yet, only one came back. Only one said, God, I'm thankful for what you just did for me. If people are unthankful to God, brother, we got no chance. We have no chance at people being thankful to us. God has did so much more for you than I could ever do. He's did so much more for you than I could ever do. He did so much more for you than you could ever do for yourself. He did so much. As I mentioned earlier, he has given us the opportunity to receive the Holy Ghost so that we can be taught how to love. You can be the richest person in the world and you still can't buy the Holy Ghost. See, I, I'm I'm one. I'm in the poor. I'm in the poor category, <laughs> according to the United States standards. Now, I'm not. I'm not poor, according to other country, uh, third world country standards. I'm rich, and so it, it's all about the perspective we're looking at things. Um, and so we we should always be thankful because God knows uh, we we have a lot. I, I know I have a lot, but now. According to U.S. standards, see, if you put me next to Jeff Bezos, I'm, I'm so incredibly poor. But you know what? I don't know anything about that man's uh, salvation, his faith. I don't know anything about it. But I know one thing. He can take all his money and try to buy the Holy Ghost, and it just won't happen. There's only one way he can get it. God himself has to pour it out upon him. It cannot be purchased. Not with money. That's what Simon tried to do in the book of Acts. He tried. He said, man, I want to buy this. I see the power in this. I see a moneymaker. But Peter had to inform him, brother, you can't buy this. Your money is going to perish with you. See, we're living in a world where everything's going to perish. 
The only thing that's going to stand is the word of God. So, so we might as well hold on to something that's going to last forever. So let's pick up verse three, Melvin. Without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontentant, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Look at the lack of love. Look at the lack of, without natural affection. You know, I, I'll, I'll see people. We can be riding down the road, just driving down the road. And you know what? We'll see a dog walking across the street. And people will go out of their way just to hit the animal. See, that sounds like a, a lack of natural affection to me. What's the purpose of that? What's the purpose? I've seen guys will take uh, a stick or whatever we can take and we'll just go around killing God's creatures. We'll take weapons, just going around killing God's creatures for fun. Just for fun. Not because, oh, I'm planning to eat something or I'm planning to use this for some purpose. No, we're doing it just for the thrill. Sounds like a lack of natural affection to me. Because if those things had belonged to you, see, you, you know, when, when there are people, Lord, I thank God for his, his insight. There are people who have animals and people don't want you to bother their animal. You better not bother someone's nice German shepherd or someone's nice poodle or whatever animal a person has. But when it comes to someone else's, we don't care. See, it's a lack of natural affection. It's a lack of love. People say, treat others the way you want to be treated. What we're asking is, show people the same love that you want. Show love. The only way we're ever going to be able to do it is with the Holy Ghost. It's the only way. It's the only way. Hey, Tony, we have a question. Go ahead. Um, Chelsea asks, what does John chapter 15, verse 13 really mean? Uh, let's see what that says. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. All right, let's go back up in this chapter. Let's go back up. Uh, let's go up to nine. Yeah, let's go up to nine. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. Now that's the command. That's the instructions that we're given. God loved Christ. Christ loved us. And at, in turn, he's telling us, continue in his love. 
to love somebody else. Make life not just about you and what you want. Not because you don't feel a certain way. What about somebody else? What about what God says? So now, let's keep reading down because he's, he's answering the question. The best teacher that ever lived, that ever will live, is Jesus. Let's see what he said, Mel. If you keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. He's telling us, just do what he says. Uh, but with that, we can't stop. Notice the word keep. Notice the word continue. See, these are words that are used in the Bible so much. And people think we can just stop at any time. And God's still going to save you. It just won't happen. It won't work. So he says, keep doing it. You know, there, there's a scripture. He said, be not weary in well-doing. You got to keep doing the right things. You have to keep loving other people. You have to keep loving one another. Because we can, so many start, but so many don't finish. Look, people, there, there are many people that start going to school. They say, oh, I want to go to college. There's a lot of people that start. And they say, man, I, that just wasn't for me. And it's, it's no problem. It's no problem. They're, they don't have to go to college. But I'm making the point to you. A lot of people start. Many people join the military. But a lot of people don't make it through boot camp. I'm glad I didn't even try to go to boot camp, Melvin. I wouldn't have made it. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't even try. So Jesus tells us, he said, keep. You have to keep doing this. It's a choice to keep something or not. It's a choice. So now we're dealing with love. And now we're, we're working our way down. Let's read, read 11. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. I hope we can get the message. He says, remain. Look at the words he's using. See, he's trying to teach something. Remain. Keep. Continue. These are words that means it's in continual, it's in the continual state of being. It's not changing. It's still going. So he says he wants his love to abide in us. Abide in the love of God. Now let's pick up 11. Oh, excuse me, 12. This is my commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you. This is the commandment of God. Now, we, we love people, but do we love them like Christ loved? See, there's a, uh, the, the scripture talks in one place about a husband and how he's the head over the wife. And that's correct, but 
many men don't want to talk about how he told the man, love your wife as Christ loved the church. He gave his life for the church. That's the type of love that we should have, that a husband should have for his wife. And you know what? It should should go further than just between a husband and a wife. Pick up verse 12, Mel. Or I think I told you the wrong verse again. Just keep reading down. (laughs) 13. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Now, Jesus, he told them, he told them, love each other. Love each other the same way he loved. That's what he wanted them to do. And now, look at the extent. See, love comes with extents. Love comes with... uh, There are people in our lives. Everyone has someone in their life or something in their life, whether it be themselves or whatever that you are willing to go to great lengths to protect. Many people, it's themselves, or maybe it's their children, or maybe it's whatever. It's their spouse. People will lose their life over someone that they really love. So now, Jesus, now that we understand how much emphasis we will put on a certain thing. Look at what he tells us. He says, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life, not for himself. See, this is the love that God is expecting of us. Lay down your desires. Lay down your wants for somebody else. That's the love he's talking about. See, this is what Jesus did. He didn't come down here. If if you look at verse 13, I think that's where the question came from, right? Um, Yes. If you look at verse 13, Jesus, he did this. He did this. He laid down his life for his friends, for you and I. For his people, he laid down his life. He gave it. We're dealing with a choice he made. See, I know we think about, oh, they came and took him. If you really, when you really get down to the truth of the matter, they did not take him without his permission. But we won't get into all of that tonight. But the truth is, he laid his life down. See, there are people who are willing to give their life for a certain cause. There are people willing to do it. Uh, the, the, The right to vote, many people have given their lives because they felt the cause was worth it. So many different rights you have, uh, even in different, uh, and, and it's happened here in, in the United States, but governments, 
diff- different groups with different beliefs and ideals, they will revolt against one another. And people are willing to lose their lives for that cause. So Jesus, he found a cause willing to lose his life for. And that cause was salvation for you and I. But he had to make the decision to do it because he wasn't in trouble. He was not in jeopardy of hell. We were. So he laid down his life. He chose to die for us. So now that we understand that, he's not saying you got to physically go and die for Minister Banks. That's not what he's saying. He's not saying that. What he's saying is we've got to make sacrifices, lay down our desires, our will, our wants for somebody else. There's always going to be some type of situation where we can sacrifice what we want for what somebody else needs. There's all. Let's go run over to the book of 1 John. Let's go to 1 John. See, John dealt with love so much. John really dealt with love. 1 John, let's go to chapter 3, around 17. But whoso hath this world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion. Go back to him. 16. Go back to 16 real quick. All right. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us. Lay down his life. Greater, greater love hath no man than this, than a man lay down his life. We're dealing with the same thing. So now he said we can understand, we can begin to see the love of God. We can begin to see it. Go ahead, Mel. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. That's what we're dealing with. That's what, this is why I'm in so many Bible studies. Regardless of how I feel, regardless of how much money I got, because I hadn't got no money from these Bible studies, but regardless of whatever's going on in my life, I'm doing this because I've chosen to lay down my life. I've, I've made myself uh, acceptable, excuse me, uh, uh, I can't even think of the word I'm looking for, but I've made myself accessible. That's what I'm looking for. I've made myself accessible. Look, it's so many times uh, somebody... Even right after these Bible studies, somebody will call me and we'll spend an hour on the phone. Regardless of if I've ate or not, regardless of if I have did whatever I, I was hoping to do, I have to lay my life down for somebody else. Somebody might need me for something important. But you know what we will do? If somebody needs you, we say, man, look, I don't have time for this right now. Can, can, I, can I deal with you? After I eat my Big Mac. <laughs> Look, let me call you back. L- l- let me help you once I take a nap. See, I'm real tired right now, and I got a headache, and I don't feel like being bothered with you. See, that's not laying down your life. 
for someone else that needs you. I'm not talking about uh, about somebody who just want to gossip. I'm not talking about that. I mean, when people really need help, are we laying down our lives to help them? Keep reading here, Melvin, because he's going to point out. He's going to point it out. But whoso hath this world's good and seeth his brother have need. Huh? You, you, we see somebody has a need. God knows we are some blessed people. We might not be rich compared to the richest people in the world, but God knows we're blessed. And you know what? We'll pretend as if we can't even spare five. <laughs> we will pretend I don't have any money to help somebody else. I don't have any time. I don't have money. I don't have the resources. I got problems of my own. I don't want to deal with. This is how we are. Lack of love. This is what he wants to teach us. He said, we've got to learn how to lay down our desires. That's what he's meaning by lay down your life. Lay down your wants. Lay down your feelings because you don't feel like it. God knows if I if I <laughs> if I only did things that I felt like, look, I wouldn't hardly do anything. I wouldn't get out the bed. I wouldn't brush my teeth. I wouldn't wash my face. I wouldn't do anything because I don't feel like it most of the time. So, he said this is how we can we can see the love of God when we begin to do things for the brethren, do things for the brothers and sisters in Christ, do things, have this special love for the household of faith, he told us in one place. So now he said, if you see, you got some world's goods, <laughs> you've got some possessions, you've got some material things that God has blessed you with, you've got some money, you've got a ride, you've got this and you've got that. And you know what we're going to do what, with uh, what we got? You know, the money we got, you know what we're going to do with? We're going to do with that money what we want to do. Because we're going to say, look, I, I work for this. So-and-so didn't work for that. <laughs> they wouldn't have this problem if they got out there and did something for themselves. Now, you might be on to something there. Sure enough, you probably are on to something. But there are some times God is, he's looking at us, expecting us to help. I'm not telling you what to do, what to give, how to give, because every situation is different. But I know for a fact, there are some times we could do something to help someone. And it's not always about giving them some money. But we just don't want to because of the lack of love within us. So he said, whoever has this world's goods, whoever has this world's goods, some, some of us, we got so many clothes. <laughs> we got so many clothes. We're, we're going, we're just still going to buy them. We have so many pairs of shoes. We say, I, I love shoes. I like to collect and don't even wear them. And we'll see a person that needs some. We say, they can't have one of my 200 pair. They can't have one of those. Not those. 
I spent those are collector editions. They they're limited editions. So he said, "Whoso hath this world's good and seeth his brother have need, read for us, man, and shut it up his bowels of compassion from won't, him, won't help him." Mm-hmm. How dwelleth the love of God in him? You don't have the love of God. How can you see it? You see the person struggle, and he said, you just won't even help him. But you know what you tell him? Be filled. Be thou warm. Look, God's going to bless you. God will help you, because I sure won't. He said, how do you have the love of God? See, this is what Jesus was talking about. When you can lay down what you want, See, you know, you might have, God might have blessed you to get something and then he laid it on your heart to give it to someone else. And you say, man, but I really wanted this. This is what I really wanted. But if he truly put it on your heart, because I don't know if he did or he didn't, but if he truly did, are you willing to lay down your life for someone else? So, that's what we're dealing with. The love of God. But it's totally different from the love of the world. See, if you if you do something for someone else, uh, you know, the first thing people are going to say is, you show crazy. <laughs> There's no way I would have did that. You probably wouldn't have because you don't have the love that God told us to have. So, all right, were, were there any other questions, Mel? No more questions. Okay. So I'll cut it off right there. But there's so much more that could be said. So many scriptures, so much. But at the end of the day, he's expecting us to do something. Love not. Did, did we read that verse? We didn't read that verse. We at least need to read that verse before we get out of here. Pick up verse 18. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. He said, don't just talk about love. It's not, he's not saying you can't say loving things. He wants us to bless one another, uplift, encourage one another. But he said, love is not just talk. You've got to actually do something. You've got to actually be living in the truth. The spirit of truth needs to dwell in you. You need the Holy Ghost. We need all of these tools that God tells us so that we can truly live and act on love. Because there is a worldly love and there is godly love. There's a man there was a man in the Old Testament, uh, David's son, one of David's sons. He loved, the Bible declares he loved this girl. And you know what? He had a worldly love for her. He was attracted to her physically. The Bible says she was a fair woman. She was a good-looking woman. And he loved that. But that type of love 
his lust for her caused him to hurt that woman. He hurt the woman. That's not the love of God, though. That's worldly love, and that's lust. So may God bless you guys. At this time, I'll turn it back into the hands of Melvin. All right. Thank you, Minister Banks. Uh, we have a few other comments. Let's see where we stopped off. Uh, Sister Cynthia and um, Sister Rosie both said, praise the Lord. Um, so praise the Lord to you guys. Um, Chelsea says, praise the Lord as well. Um, she also has a question about John chapter 15, verse 13. Thank you for the questions. Um, David says, I'm a child of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I'm a very rich man. Thank you, my Lord Jesus. Also, to me, that verse, um, which I'm guessing he's referencing John chapter 15 and 13, to me, that verse lets me know that no one could ever love us like the Lord Jesus loves us. And also, again, no one can love us like Jesus loves us. He also says, the Lord said, if you say that you love me, but you don't love your brother or sister, that you are a liar and don't have the love of God in you. Um, and then he also says, as Jesus gave himself for us, we should also give of ourselves to help others in need. And that is very true. We thank you, everyone, for the comments. Um, let's see. We do have Casey, David, Kim, Cynthia, Rosie, and Chelsea. So we we definitely thank you guys for the comments. And if anybody has any more questions or comments, please feel free to leave them down below or send a form on our website at jmsbible.com. We have been getting questions, and we definitely appreciate those. As Tony mentioned earlier, they can be covered here on the air or personally. just depends on the type of question. Um, so we definitely encourage that. And um, I just wanted to say one thing um, about earlier. Tony had mentioned that a lot of good things could happen to us, and we think that it's God. But um, the devil can bless us also. He gives us um, a lot of good things, and we could think that it's God. We could have that mindset like all of these good things wouldn't be happening if God didn't want me to do this. Um, but we have to understand what God wants for us. We have to understand his word, and that's how we can know. So that's all I have to add. Um, also, get, the, get baptized in the name of Jesus, the gift of the Holy Ghost. I know we hit on that a lot in the um, in the study, and we need to know how. How do we know we have the Holy Ghost? How do we know if we've been baptized correct? We have plenty, plenty of studies on that. So we need those two things and definitely the love of God. So if that be all, uh, I'll make sure I don't see any more comments. And if I've missed your comments, I do apologize. But as my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We would love to see you guys there. It's always a great message, and we always love the interaction. And thank you for the people that have stuck with us since the beginning. And we just exceedingly appreciate all of you trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Now, as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies counted all joy, counted all joy, and again counted all joy. There's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. If the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the Word of God. Until then, you guys have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend, and thank you once again for tuning in.
Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, check out our website at jmsbible.com. There, you can listen to all of our in-person, Zoom, and live stream messages along with every scripture we've ever covered. Lastly, we have been getting a lot of questions about how people can donate. We have finally opened up a cash app if you find it in your heart to leave a donation because running these Bible studies takes money, which Tony and I have been paying since we first started. That name is dollar sign Joystorm12. We appreciate each and every single donation, no matter how small. And remember to rejoice in the Lord always.